0: John, my friend Johnny, just finished sneezing nine times. That was a nine in a row. <laughs> Welcome to Talk About That, a podcast where we are not afraid to talk about
1: the obvious a, things. A sneeze in time saves, no, wait, wait that's not right. Wait, a sneeze
0: of a friend is a... A s-
1: stitch in time, my mom used to say a stitch in time saves nine, and then she would do emergency surgery on nine people. <laughs> I had an intense childhood. <laughs> What, what is that saying from, a stitch in time saves nine? I don't know. I have no idea. Saves nine what? Is it like an old war story? Is it's it like it a saved, Florence Nightingale situation where saved, she's having a stitch up? But it's just one, a stitch in time. It's just one of them. Save nine people. Is it nine Maybe nine she saved like a general and then he was able to go back out into battle. Or maybe it
0: saves nine minutes.
1: Oh. I don't know. Maybe it just saves nine. You saves nine. Like stitch up. to. I don't know. Nine other stitches. Yeah. Pennywise pound foolish. Oh. Something, something like that. Oh, wow.
0: Hey, do you watch The Curse of Oak Island? No. That's a big negative for you. Dude, it's fascinating.
1: It's a history thing?
0: Yeah, it's on the history Yeah, you Channel. told me
1: about it before. You've tried to get me to watch this. It's about they're looking for gold.
0: Well, they're looking for a treasure. They're not sure what all it is, Johnny. It could very well... Is this
1: like the Finding Bigfoot where there's been nine seasons, and they never find Bigfoot, and they still call it Finding Bigfoot?
0: Well, there are seven seasons, and they haven't found the treasure.
1: Well, let me tell you something. There is no treasure, and wow. you've been duped. No. Because this is what happens on storage wars. They were planting those things in the in the storage containers. Mm-hmm. Oh, what do you know? It's a vase from the Ming Dynasty. It wasn't there. They put it there. Okay. So even if they do find treasure, it's going to be they put it there.
0: No, well okay, so so first of all,
1: I know I'm being cynical, but television is just very scripted now. Even as, unscripted television is scripted.
0: As a history guy, and again, they could be. It would be a lot of just lying, just flat lying. I'd be surprised.
1: Well, television would never lie to us. No, so no, it won't.
0: But the thing is, what they're finding is treasure to me.
1: Because Oh, man, this is beautiful.
0: They're, they're finding, like, <laughs> dude, they have tables and tables full of stuff that the metal detector guy is finding that are carbon dated to 1500 1600, 1700. So there was this activity on the island... Mm-hmm. And there's all these tunnels. They've been searching for 200 years. The first original, it's called the Money Pit, was first discovered. They haven't got to it Oh, yet. so they discovered my house. Well, that's
1: neat. <laughs> hey, I'm kidding. My house is They all discovered
0: right. it in like 1790-something. So different companies. In fact, uh, FDR was mm-hmm. one of the guys when he was young who was on the island looking for it. So different treasure you know, companies and hunters have been there for years trying to find it, but they always hit these booby trap flood tunnels. So so the thing is, it's like 200 feet underground yeah. where it is, and they find all of these man-made structures. They found human bones that were carbon dated to the Middle East and Europe in like the uh, 16th century Okay, that were like 90 feet underground. Like, why would you have – because there's a tunnel under there, and there was somebody under there from the 1600s. Looking for the
1: treasure that's also not there, though. No, well, they
0: were putting the treasure there in the 1600s. Oh, that's and he died
1: point. putting it there.
0: Yeah, or they probably were using slave labor and other things at the time. So, like, it, the point is, if you find human bone and wood and other stuff carbon dated – now, they have found tons of, like, you know, gold – um Frankincense. Myrrh. This is the holiday edition. <laughs> you know, they found all kinds of stuff that has been like treasure type from people who lived on the island and stuff that dates back to 1600s and 1700s. And so it's it's really fascinating. But anyway, why did I ask you? What were we just saying?
1: I don't remember Oak Island and the shows oh, and, my and stitching time. We've all Maybe it stitching. Was the-
0: Yeah, because you were talking about, does it go back to, yeah, that this is all back to the founding father's time. John,
1: I've got a blast from the past from your history and our shared history. All right. Because I was just in Knoxville, Tennessee for Thanksgiving, see family. Mm -hmm. And we drove by John Severe Highway. Okay. And I was out near the church that we met at. Wow. And it is gone. The building. The building is gone. No way. As far as I could tell, I didn't see it. I didn't drive all the way past where it was, but I looked where it normally was and I was like... They've torn it down. It's gone.
0: Well just nothing in its place.
1: Nothing's in its place.
0: Okay, that sounds I'm Are tell- you sure you
1: went to the right spot? Um, it's I'm, been a long time. I'm ninety percent sure that that building is gone. I
0: wish that that was a higher uh percentage.
1: Ninety two point seven <laughs> percent certainty.
0: Like ninety percent. You know what I'm saying? Like if you tell me I had a ninety percent chance of surviving something, I'd yeah. still feel pretty like, ooh, you know. Like, yeah. like I needed to be above like 98%. Well, we
1: did survive that church. We
0: did. And there were some great people in that church.
1: There were, and there were some weird people, too. And then there were some things that weren't right, you know. Yeah.
0: That was one of the first times that I made a decision out of theology to make a change. Yeah. It was, I'm not doing this anymore, because this is now officially not what what I believe. It got a
1: little kooky. Yeah. Yeah. Well... You did the right thing. It's
0: important that that's why you know it's important that you actually know some some things about what you believe. But um,
1: anyway, that's one of the reasons, Johnny, we do this podcast. And that was the Church of Scientology that we were. <laughs> it was John like... and I met. John and I met, in the, <laughs> we don't. We can only talk about it now, right? We're suppressive people. What's yeah. that thing? You've not watched, That's a documentary you need to watch. Is Going Clear. Yeah, that's crazy stuff, man. Yeah, it'll make you feel weird watching Tom Cruise movies, though. Because he's in all that. And they, you know, talk about slave labor. Like they literally have like a system where you get paid like no money and you make, you work 14 hours a day. And some of those people are like working on Tom Cruise's yacht. Wow. And they just, that's part of their work. Wow. And it's a weird. It's a weird. Service
0: unto God is working on Tom Cruise's
1: yacht. Well, there's worse things, I guess. Well, sure. um, I mean, I can't. I mean, I only, I only stayed two weeks. (laughs) And they were like, this isn't – you call this clean? And I was like, I don't know.
0: Swab the decks, you hoist the mainsails. you – I don't know. I don't really have them. <laughs> you scurvy dogs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't have
0: the dialect and acumen for all of the uh, sailing.
1: Yeah, anyway, that whole thing like, yeah, when you have a religious system set up like that where there's – you're subject to – and that you have an – un, uh, you, know, you have a, a leader that's a man and he can't be questioned. We were talking about that at lunch today. Yeah that that leads to all kinds of trouble. Yeah. When you don't you believe that this person's attained some level that you can never attain mm-hmm. even though he's just a man. Yeah. And then everybody else is just supposed to be like, well he I'm sure he knows best. And you just have to that breeds all kind of corruption.
0: Yeah, I think good leaders welcome questioning. Yeah. I think that accountability if you want people in your organization to be accountable and you're not being accountable then you are setting up something unhealthy. There's no way. You cannot lead where you are not going. Yeah. You can tell people to go there, Mm -hmm. but it's not going to be a healthy place that you send them to because you're not there to shepherd them. And so, like, it's just that... I think that's true of business. And, you know, I mean, I get to write with some people who are business leaders and things. And the ones I think that are most successful... Um, I don't mean just financially, but the ones where when I speak to employees or team members from their organization that they revere their leader is I've spent time with a leader and found that that he or she is willing to admit that they have faults and that they have fail safes in place for those faults. That they're not just going to pretend that the leader doesn't do something wrong but I'm expecting that I'm human like the rest of you. And so then when everybody is, is shining light, then there's a lot, it's just a lot safer for those things to move.
1: Yeah. Todd uh, Hawkins, my buddy who, uh, managed his brother, Tim and his comedy career for the last, what, umpteen years. And, um, you know, him and Tim were great partners in that venture, Todd being the business side of things. And he right. would talk about, like, he would kind of put me around their table when he was managing my career as well. And he would kind of ask my opinion on things. And he would say, look, we don't want blind spots on things. Yep, Because we've done so many things and been successful at it, but it can be very, uh, it makes you feel invulnerable. or it, You know, it, it, like you can't be defeated. Yep. Success is a very terrible teacher. Mm-hmm. So they had done so many things right that they were now afraid, like, if we just start coasting now, so we have to be willing to corrected or like so he would ask me all the time what do you think of this or yeah maybe we're wrong here but this feels right and he never was like no this is the way you know and mm-hmm. i respected that
0: no there's certainly something about it there's an attitude to good leaders yeah that i mean all of the cliche i think over the <clears throat> the late 20th century um especially it became very like great leaders have positive attitudes but until you spend time with one who yeah. really does choose when, when things are negative, who chooses to see things differently. It's not even like – and it is a choice. Some of it I think they're more naturally inclined to. Um I'm working with a leader right now who's just, I mean, super positive mm-hmm. all the time. And all the history of the things we're writing about is not all positive. And um, – the deal is, though, when we're writing, he says, "I I choose to be an optimist because I don't believe that pessimists can get a lot done. Right? I just think it's very difficult for them to navigate in this world um, to, to push things forward. That if you're if you're literally every situation has two ways to see it. Yeah. And so I want to see it this way because the results are better and. I mean, again, it just sounds too simple. And you can't just be positive about things. But even on the negative side, you know, how are you going to face it if you face it with all is lost?
1: How much do you think of that's in wiring, though? Like, do you think certain people are wired to be more optimistic or like just chemically in their brain? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's a spiritual thing, too, but I just I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm definitely wired to be. Like a negative person always says they're just being realistic. I'm just a realist. You're not – you're the pie-eyed optimist not really seeing the whole picture. I'm actually trying to tell you the dangers ahead. Yeah. And you think that you're being uh, – you're the sage in the room because you're – but really you're just bringing everybody down.
0: Yeah. Uh, I do think that it has to do with wiring a lot. I think a lot has to do with wiring more than I ever thought before. Yeah. I do think all people are capable, especially through faith, of transformation. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one of the miracles of it is is transformation in Christ begins to um, add strength to places where you're not wired to be strong. Yeah, Whether through community, whether through attitude, like it begins to transform your life across the board that you are aware of your place of weakness and you can function there in ways that you could not on your own in isolation or outside of faith. Um, so I think, yes, I do believe it. So I, my wife I had to take yesterday one of her big exams from the organization she's being certified through to be an actual like corporate Enneagram coach. And one of the questions, and they're all like agree, strongly agree, somewhat, you know, kind of mm-hmm. thing. And so very few do I completely disagree or or completely agree on things. Yeah. I'm just not made that way. Like I'm, I'm a real um, wishy washy. Yeah. <clears throat> I see both sides of things. I just do. I yeah. see it and go, Oh, well, you know, a hundred percent of the time. And I'm very like, some of that's because I'm actually legalistic in my head. Well, I can't put always agree because I can think of yeah. one example in my entire life where that wasn't true. So therefore it's going to fall. So I'm very like technical. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> one of them was when th- something like this, when things go wrong do you find yourself wanting to tell everybody that this is what you foresaw and tried to prevent from happening oh yeah and i was like completely agree yeah 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 who, who doesn't who's
1: not wired like that though i'm trying to lots I'm, of people do you think oh man, yeah. yeah yeah i have i think a lot of men are more i told you so people that sounds like i'm being uh, sexist in a bad in a good way but like i just don't maybe it's just because my wife is not that person at all curry would never throw anything in my face and be like i warned you but yeah. i find myself wanting to do that to yeah. her
0: well i don't think it's just about whether or not you're willing to say it because the whole question or really do you is, want to do it right the question is is that how you feel yeah do you feel like this is what i i'm justified
1: by thinking the worst of yeah for, yeah you you feel like it, it, it props up your negativity in a terrible way too because it's like it burgeons it and makes you feel like oh well this is I was right to think the worst of people or the worst of the situation but there's also it's not always for
0: me the worst it is is—it is. I used to call it John Kerry and I would talk about it and I call it forecasting Yeah. like look one of the ways I made—I really am made to say alright this is what you want to do okay and then I will think through all the possible scenarios that move forward from that place Yeah. and if you want this to succeed the, to me it's real evident like it's to me uh, when I write an email, I compose an email to all of our community group leaders and shepherds this morning. Yeah, and so when I even write an email, and, and even when I write a book, I immediately the, I can't help but think this way. I think of what what everybody who's reading this from all different vantage points where they could be confused or get it wrong or misinterpret. Yeah. So then I begin to try to to write around that. And you've actually uh, sharpened me before as a speaker, as you would say. John, sometimes it feels like you're defending so many positions before you ever just come out with right, it. Yeah, like qualifying statements. Yeah, qualifying statements. Like what you, when you finally came out with it, it was good, but you cast so much doubt on it mm-hmm. because you were trying to make sure everybody who could see it a different way was already addressed before you finally said it. And I really took that to heart. I've been, I really don't do that now as much. Now you
1: say a lot of objectionable content. Right.
0: I'm just very offensive now. I just, like. Yeah.
1: It's, a, it's funny. That's the thing. 2019 has, I think it's made everybody that way. Yeah. To where you want to say qualifying statements because you're like. You're afraid to take a strong point on any – a strong uh, opinion on anything. Yeah. Because you're like, well, this is not – like you said, if it's not true for at least one person in the room, I right. could get – that person could leave the church.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and I want – Or if they and, just
1: misunderstand me.
0: As a leader or as a, a, a pastor, my goal is that no one is confused. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's a good goal. I don't think God's not the author of confusion. I think that's just a good principle of leadership. Like, yeah. Like, okay – when possible, and that's how I always think, and that's been a, a huge Achilles heel of mine, is that I assume if you give me time yeah. and space that I could communicate well enough. That was another one
1: I answered absolutely. How much time do you need, John? <laughs> you say time and space, but there is a limit.
0: There, well, and that, that's the problem is I had to come to the place where actually I'm not as good of a communicator as I think I am because everybody – I would be able to communicate well with someone who already thinks like me. to them I can really I can immediately communicate well but that's true of everybody but the assumption is my assumption always was as you just said oh everybody thinks like that yeah here's the deal some people don't forecast Johnny they don't they don't they are all about the adventure ahead whatever change they just made is exciting and there's Uh no even though it's not worked out they don't look behind them or ahead of them they they stay right now and no matter what it looks like behind them they think oh it's going to work this time yeah and and to me, that's, that's as- true.
1: I do know people like that. that it's asinine like, to me. They're like, like surprised when things don't work out. And I'm just like, most things don't work yeah. out.
0: <laughs> like they don't. And again, it's easy for us to look at them and go, well, you're irresponsible or you don't pay attention to history or whatever. Yeah. But the deal is that really is wiring
1: to some extent. And, and need- you think that they're happier? Probably they are.
0: Well, they also avoid pain at all costs, which is one of the reasons that they. Oh, so they're more careful, afford,
1: right? right?
0: So, well, they're 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 lying to themselves a lot, and then they can really hit a low, low, low moment when it finally all comes crashing down because they haven't created any room, right, in their mind for, for that to reality, happen, though, right? Yeah. So, if reality does strike really hard, it can be just devastating. Mm-hmm. But you need them on a team, and you need them in community because you need someone at the table. Because I'm more likely to to take to be hesitant to take big steps forward because i am forecasting all that could go wrong now i'm not afraid to do it i'm also kind of counterphobic so i i want to do it i just want to have everything is as well prepared as before we go but it's nice having somebody that goes dude this is great man just go like i need that permission you know sometimes and that's what teams bring you need
1: somebody to say what if this does work though here's all the great that could come from it
0: yeah it's gonna be a risk no matter what you do you got to move and there's a risk
1: for standing still
0: Absolutely. You are moving somewhere by standing yeah. still. I mean, yeah. Johnny, the earth is oh, still... Man, oh, my will. goodness.
1: The earth Isn't is, the earth like going something so many, so many thousands of miles per hour? Standing still, you're rotating right now.
0: Oh. You're just going in circles, Johnny. And you know what? Some of you listeners, maybe you feel like you're just going in
1: circles. <laughs> I was just thinking that, though, when you were talking about... Um, a great leader knows his, you know, he can, but I was thinking like the undercover boss thing, you mm-hmm. know, when that, that, uh, show was on where people like the head of a big company would come down and take a job. He put a disguise on and take a job. Yeah. I wonder if there's been a sermon series around Christmas called undercover boss about oh how gosh. like God became a man and he, wow, he came down among us. That's great. He just became one of us. Dude, There's there's your Christmas. There's your advent undercover oh, boss. Oh my goodness. It's already been, it's got a, it has to have been.
0: I don't know, Johnny. It's pretty creative. You know, you're, you're, I mean, the metaphor would have its limit eventually. I don't know. But the moment you call the employee in and reveal yourself, you know, I mean, you know, technically, but, right. I guess that did happen. By it the had, way. Totally. Happened. For 30 years, he didn't really tell everybody who he was. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Undercover boss. Next year. Next year's. Oh, we do. Although Advent is funny. I don't brand as the teaching pastor. I don't brand certain things anymore to try to make them all
1: um, modern and cutesy. Right, and like sexy. you didn't do manger things. Thank you for not doing right. that. I did do manger I made fun of that like three years ago when that show first came out. I uh-huh. made like a meme that said, please don't do this if you're... A- and everybody did it. Now people are doing it. Oh, absolutely. It's like they just took my photo and, hey, that's a great idea. Yeah. No, I'm sure just people just l- parallel thought, we would call it.
0: Like I know we did a series one time, and it's okay. We did it as school starting back because that's kind of a time that more people who are unchurched may they they tend to statistically want to go visit and try things out. You know, they're kind of mm-hmm. turning on new relief and they want their kids. In. And so it's okay to be a little more like, okay, what would be attractional? I'm not opposed to things attractional, uh, but we did like a God of the movies type thing. Okay. We're going to do four weeks. where We're yeah, four yeah. movies and we kind of, and I think that's great. I use a lot of, of modern illustrations.
1: It's just a way to get to show Tommy boy clips in church. <laughs> be honest with yourselves.
0: So, absolutely. And, and how, <laughs> um, but for the most part, I've tried to, from a branding standpoint of our church, like...
1: Not say things like from a branding standpoint?
0: Well, it has a brand. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Let the gospel be your brand as much as possible so that it's not so foreign. Yeah. But like the gospel shouldn't be foreign to Christians. It's kind, That's kind of, it becomes so foreign now. Like, oh, we've been doing all these, these very, you know, forward thinking, modern sounding, you know, branding type things. And then one day you need to, see to talk about, you know, uh, atonement.
1: And right. They're like, and well, they're okay. like, where's the Christmas right. vacation clip for this?
0: <laughs> How can you spend this to make, this? Make, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, well guys, you know, we're, we need you to have the capacity at some point to learn things beyond just the illustrations of, of what they do. Like, it's okay. So we, we are on a mission, as you know, to recapture words like gospel and community and uh, membership. Like, okay. Whatever that meant to you, let's just take it down to take it down to the studs and rebuild around it rightly, instead of just demolishing the building and never talking about that, you know. So, um,
1: yeah, I don't know. John. I don't know either. John. I think it's fine. These, they do the movie. That's fine. Whatever, man. It's a. It's a. I, I use
0: the movie still in the sermon. There's a line. Yeah, I think that. there's a yeah.
1: line. Yeah, where you become so, like you said, you become so attractional that you're not. There's no depth to what you're doing. It's right. just about like well, let's get them in the doors. And yeah. then you're like, well, wouldn't you get them here, what are you going to say? Yeah. Because eventually you're going to have to like, they have questions about their lives and a lot of their lives are in shambles. Yeah. People need people need help. It's yeah. not just a matter of like, well, we're here. All right. Well, they're all here. Yeah. What do you got to say now? Yeah. Nobody comes in who's not
0: broken. Right. And nobody's here who's not broken. And those are big statements that I don't think we really believed before. Yeah, We just didn't. We kind of knew, we wouldn't have said we were perfect, but it's not like, we wouldn't, I wouldn't have said, oh my gosh, I am so broken, Johnny. <laughs> like I wouldn't have said that, but the deal is, uh, in fact, one of the questions on that test yesterday was something is seriously wrong with me. Agree? Somewhat? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: And I was like, okay, of course my brain goes like, okay.
1: Is it seriously wrong? Or in is it, the, in yeah. the,
0: like from a gospel standpoint, absolutely oh, right. something is seriously wrong with me, but this is not a Christian test I'm taking. Yeah. Like they're trying to figure out if I believe in my brokenness, which I do. But I also walk in a pretty healthy state. I think of broken because of the gospel and community. I, I can say that there are days I don't. So you, then that's you're when you're one of
1: the good broken ones. That's, that's what I'm, you're saying, John. That's Johnny?
0: when I'm sixteen layers I like deep. Your
1: I don't like your attitude. No,
0: I'm saying I'm really,
1: really broken. I'm kidding around. It's fine. You People
0: can... like you in my community, they they help me walk healthy. That's the miracle of the gospel. So which one of the answer, Johnny? In fact, I screenshot one of the answers, one of the questions from mm-hmm. Laura. I was like, look. I'm sorry, this test is really, really good, but I'm messed up because when I look at it, they make me choose between two. And God's honest truth, right. they're
1: both equally true. Well, and the, the broken thing, sometimes it's like somebody who has false humility would also say that. You know, right. Oh, yeah, I'm more broken than anyone. But I really believe I'm But more... you think that it makes you better by, by admitting it? Like, it's a weird <laughs> right. paradox that we That's that where we've created. I would have
0: been before. Yeah. Like yeah, uh, You're right. A fa- I actually thought that. A falsely humble guy would answer this yes. So I don't... I'm so you have not, to
1: outsmart yourself to just... Oh, my god! You just closed your eyes and circled one.
0: What I want is... And they had one question at the end. It was like, I was completely honest in this test. That, mm-hmm. was the, that was the... It was like, oh, man. Oh, wow. I was completely honest. And the honest part...
1: What, that undoes the whole thing if you just say no there. They're like, well, we can't even... <laughs>
0: It's like it really is. Like what I want is is a series of questions about how hard this c- series of questions are for me. Like that's yeah. really I don't know, man. If I got one of them was here, you answered this, Johnny, for me because they, they, yeah, I screenshot it. This
1: is turning out to be the Enneagram episode. No, it's like not. It. This We're this going not, here. It's not even
0: about the Enneagram. This is just Enneagram. Just about to, life. Myers Briggs would have similar questions. You answer this for me. Please select the option most applicable to you. Okay. Okay. People see John as serious-minded. Or people say John has a great sense of humor. Oh, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I think people see you as serious-minded.
0: I think they do, too. And I also think people would also say that I have a great sense of humor. Like, I don't—they think I'm serious-minded. But if you have to choose
1: one, I think because of your job, I think people think that you're serious-minded. But I
0: have more than one
1: job. The other job is pretty serious, too, (laughs) though.
0: Well, the writing job depends on what I'm writing.
1: Yeah. But for generally—generally speaking— it's, you know, it didn't
0: say, it didn't say like, am I funny all the time. Yeah. But do people think I have a great sense of humor? But I'm saying if
1: I had to choose one about what people think of well, you. Well, I'm asking
0: a comedian, so this is so many layers deep. You're like, well, your sense of humor is not that great, John. No,
1: I didn't <laughs> say that at all. I think you have a good sense of humor. It's just, yeah, um, I don't
0: know. Most of my non-comedian friends, I think they think I'm fairly funny, like witty
1: uh-huh. on
0: things. And that I take – that no matter – even in a serious moment, I can make it light
1: well, I mean, if, you, if I asked you that question about me, you probably said I'm pretty serious-minded. I too. would too, and you're a
0: daggum comedian. Yeah, <laughs> like I looked at that and went, like I I am literally equally both of those things. Yeah. I, and so you're making me choose, and it's gonna, you know, but that's what the test is good for. Is that it did? It's causing me to have to ask that question. So I was, I really enjoyed it. It was good, and I mean, it's 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 hard, it's work for me, you know, in that. But but that is a good question for me to ask in terms of it helping me figure out where my motivations are and those kinds of things. So just fascinating.
1: You're, uh, you have good motivations, John. Come on. Mm. Don't you think?
0: Well, I don't think they're not good or bad. I think I'm motivated by fear and doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and i respond to it sometimes good and sometimes bad, but mm. at least knowing, knowing that as someone who forecasts problems, yeah. that that means I do have, even though that's another question for John. Okay. Johnny, would you say that John is optimistic mm-hmm. or skeptical? As a mm-hmm. as a general rule, how would you describe that for me?
1: Oh man, mm-hmm. uh, optima- com- optimistic, and I'm more skeptical than you. I'm way more skeptical than you.
0: See, I don't know. I don't. I don't think you are. I think. I, I think you and I are very much both optimistic and skeptical. Like I, I don't know how to. I know it sounds weird. I think listener. good
1: things have happened, and I embrace the good things that have happened. But I'm also like, I'm waiting. For the shoe to fall. And it's not like, oh, well, this will be – I'll totally accept it when it happens. Like I feel dread about it.
0: Yeah. See, that's the doubt, I believe, yeah. that the motivation of it is you're always – you're waiting for that other thing.
1: But I think you're optimistic about people uh, in situations as far as like – even to some point where I was like, John's John's talking himself into this. Yeah. So-and-so is coming along great. Even when we were a youth pastor, you'd be like, you're a youth pastor, you'd be like, oh, so-and-so's getting it now, finally. And yeah. i will be like, that person has just got you wrapped around their finger, and they're totally manipulating you. Yeah. What, girls you dated. Yeah. Oh, man, she's, she's really— No, that one I'll buy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think that you, you almost have like a like. a—I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this until it's true. Well, I, I maybe think, maybe you're better than uh, not better, but maybe that's coming. You've come around on some of
0: that. Yeah, the pastoral side of things was always for me
1: like you have to believe in people to be a pastor. That's part of the deal. Well, it's, that's believe, a good thing. You
0: believe people can people can be transformed or people can grow. Yeah. like yeah. So for me, when but I if say if they're
1: not like to say that they are when they're not and evidence points to them not, is that faith or is that like delusion?
0: Well, but I think that the question's a little slanted
1: are you delusional john
0: because well absolutely (laughs) i think the reason the question is faulty is is what you mean is Mm -hmm. what what most people mean when i say they're doing better what they think is from a social standpoint yeah they can look at them and say this person is now well adjusted and moving away from their um their achilles heel they're moving away from the thing that that all of us can blatantly see as a problem for them from me as a counselor or, or pastoral standpoint what I usually mean is is we've identified out of their life a list of things that they're coming to grips with. And I can tell you whether you see it or not now in normal everyday interaction, I can tell you yeah. that something is beginning to shift. But it will never be – it's it's never a like all at once the whole tide shifted. It's a I, I see something maybe everybody else can't see and I'm telling you there's a humility or there's a, a confession or an admittance of a problem and that there it's going to be a, a long journey. But I'm telling you that they're getting better. But I just think that the increments of that are different from, from the vantage point of I'm, I'm trying to walk them through and we're going to spend the next five years doing this in community versus, oh, we met one time and now they're going to stop being jerks. Like that, that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants you to just, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, he's not going to do that anymore. And, and that's really the problem, I think, with the church and society as well. Like everybody falls into two categories. Everybody, everybody okay all the enneagram haters out there there's nine like numbers and then within it by the way you we all function in all nine numbers and there's an infinite amount of ways that each person's unique so it's not supposed to type you into one place but honestly what we do i think is type everybody into two places they're either jerks or they're cool like they're either they're either uh, great to hang out with or they're crazy. Like we're very extreme about it.
1: Yeah, you and it usually some- is about how they line up with our own beliefs and values too. Right,
0: or they. Rub oh, it that's is- a good
1: guy. Well, he's probably because he didn't disagree with you very much. Exactly,
0: he did something that you liked, and yeah. socially you guys could mesh well. There was not yeah. a lot of challenge to the social interaction. Yeah, and there was nothing awkward about it. And you go, oh yeah, I like him. He's a good guy. That's category one. Or he was awkward, and you go, well, that guy's kind of that guy's kind of nuts or that guy does i don't really like him it's i like you don't like you two categories so i don't uh, it, it's literally um, this this dualogram i mean you're making two things and saying everybody falls into one of the two places which which is a more close-minded way of thinking that all I people like,
1: i like a dualogram it <laughs> sounds good it sounds like we're going to have like a shootout at the end a <laughs> dualogram ten paces then turn and fire <laughs> Oh, my goodness. That would be, that's pretty good. That's good. They they did that in the old days? You're a history buff? Yeah. Let's bring back duels. Yeah, it is fascinating to me how many people, like, when you really do think about the fact that. Like, oligarchs died from dueling. Like, people who were in power.
0: Yeah, Alexander Hamilton. Yeah.
1: That's crazy. They should do a play about that guy. They should. Have you seen it? No. You gonna go? Have you? You have. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, Lord, no. It's a hard ticket to get. I think it's coming, though, to town. Uh, uh like the off-broadway
0: is coming <laughs> to town that's why wow, i had my, a big broadway my finish.
1: worst not least favorite uh as far as like when you talk about the christmas song like i don't want to call it theology but the canon of christmas yes is the one that's like it's a great song the run run rudolph santa's got to make it to town he flies mm. stop telling him to run yeah why would he run you know he can fly wow you know what, Johnny? I love that. Won't that
0: preach? I love that you're getting down into You're telling the
1: You're telling the Lord to run when he can fly. Oh, my goodness. That will. Yeah. He's an undercover or boss. He's telling
0: you to run mm-hmm. when you could fly. Wait.
1: I believe I can fly. <laughs> R. Kelly, not a sponsor.
0: I actually have heard my least favorite Christmas song, listener, and I'm sorry this is going to offend a lot of people. Is this Christmas Shoes?
1: gotta be no 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 christmas no. use is the all-time worst i'm not even it's so schmaltzy i'm and not awful. counting
0: that i'm not counting that well, we've
1: already established the best is all i want for christmas is you
0: it's the best yes yeah, so it always puts you in a good mood this is gonna make me have an awkward conversation with oh about life, the mariah later. carey you brought up again. mariah carey not me. it always comes back to mariah carey doesn't it <laughs> <laughs> by the way speaking of i want you to bring back a bit okay i really really do because you and i have talked you and i have some events we have to do together and I just thought the other day my favorite one of my favorite things you say uh-huh. it has to be when you do uh the Mariah Carey song in the kind of dark way
1: oh well, that's from forever ago it is, but when you say, give me what are the lines Oh, uh, it's the always be my baby,
0: yeah, but it's one of the what are uh, the lines
1: you'll always be a part of me, I'm part of you indefinitely, uh oh boy, because you can't escape me, you'll always be my baby, and uh yeah I say Mariah Carey's got some dude chained up in their basement. <laughs> <laughs> when you say Mariah Carey's got some dude chained up in her basement, that gets me every time, Johnny. Yeah. Uh it's true. Uh <laughs> and I and she and back then I didn't know that she wrote that song, but she wrote that song. We know. Oh, that. she wrote that one too. Yeah, she wrote that one wow. too. So. We've had this conversation
0: before, it again it's gonna get me in trouble.
1: But anyway, my least favorite
0: Christmas song mm-hmm. that's like in the canon, if you will, because I don't think Christmas shoes is in the canon. No. But in the canon it's going to be uh Little Drummer Boy. Yeah. And like and, and again, it's such a nerdy reason, and I'm, I'm going somewhere with this, and I know somebody just like, and, and, and by the way, we live streamed last week and people want to be able to interact with us and we thought it went well. And so we've, we we'd love to know if you want to do that again, because we could do that on a more regular well, you basis. Know what my,
1: I thought about this too, and we can talk about it off air, but my friend Dustin, who has a very successful podcast, Don't Make Me Come Back There, it's a funny podcast about family. Yeah. He has like a call in, like a number that you yeah. can call and leave messages voicemails and then he plays the voicemail on the air and answers the question so the person gets to be on the show
0: like a voiceover ip kind of thing you set it up i guess you just set
1: up an 800 number or something that's what we need to do we need to set up a separate phone number and you can call people can call in and then their own voice gets on that just like dan patrick show or whatever but we wouldn't have it live we would have it recorded and we would have our answer ready too for the next week for the next week okay that's well that's one one thing researching i'll have to ask dustin how he does it
0: yeah anywho yeah um, I know some of you are mad because people like Christmas canon songs. Really, they either like they mm-hmm. you you fiercely defend them to the death, or you just hate them. And some people, I, I, I I'm not I don't hate
1: Little Drummer Boy, though I did.
0: But I've seen
1: the what's it called? Uh, what's like what's the big group that did the thing with Drummer Boy recently? Pentatonics? No, uh, King and Country for King and Country. Oh, did they? They did a big version of it with all the drum core and everything. Well, and I heard a great. Lincoln Brewster version that's really good. It's just, yeah, it's...
0: Like, I've heard some good ones, uh, and Shane and Shane did a great uh, version. Actually, I actually liked it, and believe it or not, it began... You're
1: undercutting your own argument. Uh, correct, that's my point. Only these five versions of the song do I like. Well,
0: that's the point. A few <laughs> versions have redeemed the song, because I have issues... Guys, uh, this is guys, I get it. You I got a baby it.
1: that's just been born, Informational you bring in drums. Is either, that what you're saying? Either information... It's one of them.
0: One of them. Who's going to come play a drum right. for a newborn baby? Whoever wrote this song does not have children. Yeah, like you're not going to do that. And then number two, uh-huh. the animals are the metronome. The ox and lamb kept time. Johnny.
1: Oh, like, I forgot that line. Yeah. That's true. Like it's it's not it, really. They're not. I don't. I don't get it. Well, and, maybe it was like a it was a holy night. Maybe some some you know we believe donkeys spoke <sighs> at one point. Why can't they keep time? I just I just can't. Maybe it's perhaps. Perhaps they can, Johnny. Maybe it was Balaam's donkey.
0: And, and it's just the whole thing. Maybe you like, can throw down a wicked beatbox. Balaam's beat box. donkey kept time for the little drummer he boy. threw
1: down a beatbox like you wouldn't believe. Wow. That would be amazing.
0: And, and, you know, here's the deal. I did begin, and I, and I want to know the history of it. Like, where in church history, and I don't yeah. think it's in church history is why, but people kind of put it with the other songs, you know? Uh-huh. And I'm just like, there's nothing biblical about this narrative. Like, it, this isn't. this did not happen. We have no record of this happening. And But then something got me, though. It really did. Uh The whole I'm a poor boy, too, that really did get me.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's the
0: whole undercover boss thing. Like, you know what? The the kid really is, like, identifying with the Christ child, which is the point of incarnation.
1: You just completely destroyed your own argument.
0: This is what it's like to be a six, by the way. I see both sides, which really did be a nine, but I see both sides of merit, and I don't trust my own And what is a
1: six but an upside-down nine? There
0: you go. Or is it? I don't know. I can't (laughs) make that decision. But— so I do. I, I'm. I have what's called contra thinking. That means okay. everything I think is is counterintuitive to, to itself. Like I constantly.
1: I think Ronald Reagan it. had contra thinking. Did he? Uh, It's a whole <laughs> big scandal. Maybe you heard of it.
0: We're gonna. We really know the age of our listeners. <laughs> yeah, we will. <laughs> and then I was like what? And some kid was thinking about contra the video game. Yeah. Did you ever play Contra?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. that was Then you game. do the left, right, left, right, left, right, up, down, up, down. Maybe start. You got the 99 lives.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. 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 You got 99 lives. Ninety
0: nine lives. That was original Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you see in Walmart the other day? They have a little Galaga because Galaga is my game. Like Galaga is my game. <laughs> One time, is my game. That's, guys, I'm not speaking in a euphemism here. <laughs> like literally, I thing. love the game Galaga. And when we were on vacation to Gulf Shores to the Gulf Shores Plantation out on Fort Morgan of uh, the peninsula.
1: Yeah, I've Gulf been to Shores. Fort Morgan. Yeah, Fort Morgan has a place where dog. It says it's a beach for dogs. Yeah. So
0: out there, way it's like fifteen miles
1: out on that peninsula. But you went to that just a specter of nature to play video. No, games.
0: no, 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 no. Okay, Fort Morgans out there, and mm-hmm. we will go and do the fort. But the the Gulf Shores Plantation is about probably uh, five okay. miles in from the end of the peninsula. That's where yeah. we went every year as a kid. Yeah, and they had an indoor pool area, and in the indoor pool area there was an arcade, and in the arcade there was a Galaga, and in Galaga. Was everything about life you wanted as a kid? And I remember one, I would always be wet from swimming, and I would put the quarter into the Galaga game, and yeah. it would shock me a little bit. Okay, isn't that crazy? I remember this. Look, just well, yeah, I f- think
1: you remember when you get electrocuted as a kid. Shock. That's not yeah, just but enough so you know it's there. It,
0: but it's almost like it, it, like it, like somehow bonded me to the game. And we would sit there and play, man. And I remember one time in my life. And Galaga's it's, it's it's difficult. I played that game on vacation so much. One time in one sitting I made it to like level seventy five, which yeah. is a big deal for Galaga. Like seventy five. Like I just I was just moving so when I see it, there was one at Costco the other day and I sat down, Setting and I were supposed to be going up to get a Coke for her or a, a hot dog or something. Yeah. And and of course it was just bonkers Christmas at Costco, you know. Mm-hmm. People are everywhere. And we passed by this Galaga game, and I was like, hey, Sadie, hold on one second. I sat down, and I made it, like, level five. Three hours later. No, I did it in, like, five minutes, and I had both. I had
1: the dual. Oh, that's what you want, the the dual dual fighters. I
0: had already gained a new life, and I was 40 out of 40 on the challenging stage, the first one. Like, I was just, Johnny, it's like riding a bike, man. It It just comes back. So, anyway, Galaga was my game, and I still enjoy that. There's something about it, and so I think about those old Nintendo games and stuff. I don't, I don't really like the. I don't know. This makes me sound so old.
1: That reminds me of the time I was thinking about, I uh, was really nervous about trying steroids. But Lance Armstrong told me it was just like riding a bike. And uh, it helped me a lot. You've
0: been over there really constructive. I was waiting. I was waiting.
1: First of all, let's talk about Plantation. Like I don't like <laughs> I that agree. southern. I don't I like agree, that southern man. properties still say like plantation. Come on out. A hundred percent agree. In it's fact, so
0: creepy. I was listening to a podcast. It was um, a woman of color who is really educating people mm-hmm. who were not of color about certain things, and trigger words a, and things. She made a great point. She said, "Guys, like, is it not interesting that people are having these high class, expensive weddings?" old plantations. Uh Uh-huh. Like, they're now event venues. And for people of color, like, this was a horrible... Yeah. ...spot in history where their entire family was enslaved for generations on end and killed and raped and lynched and all kinds of stuff. And literally now they're, you know, and I I get that it's just a building and all those things. Yeah, I mean,
1: there's a golf course that I did a show for uh, out in Gallatin and it's called Something Plantation Golf Club. And literally there's a... There's an area that's clearly like was the slave it had to be it was and now it's like the slave quarters you're like oh that's our pro shop it's like this is so
0: weird. I think, I think she made the comparison that you know would you ever turn like uh, a concentration camp in Germany into an event center yeah kind of thing and and I know for a lot of people that's like well, wow you can't compare those but. My gosh, guys, we're talking It's some bad stuff millions and millions and millions of people enslaved for generations on end, and so many atrocities that there's no way to even know all of them um and so i, I don't know what you do with those buildings and they're beautiful and all those things. I'm not saying i I think you might be able to get away with it by just acknowledging
1: I, you first of all, you could explain why you're a member at that golf club and having yeah. No, John, you can't. I can't. I'm not There's a There's no explanation. Because <laughs> I'm not a member at any golf any club. any golf club. You're terrible at golf. Uh, there, it would explain, it would not explain why how bad you are at golf, if you were a member. I'd be like, that would be <laughs> confounding. me. I'd be like, Do you, how?
0: Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Do you think that I'm worse at golf than you are? I don't know. Yeah. You play
1: more. I play a little more. That is to say, at all. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're about the same. Don't we usually score About the same. About the same. I think you would score better because you've been out lately. You have a swing. Here's the thing. You have a swing that people go, John, I don't get it. Your swing is good. And you and have a swing that people no, go, I no, don't get it. How did you make contact no with the No one's ball? ever said that to me. No one's ever said, <laughs> John, I don't get it. Johnny, I don't get it. Your swing is so pure. <laughs> you know, it's a weird people swing. People do tell
0: me I have a nice swing, and then the ball just goes into the woods the yeah. same as a horrible swing. Uh-huh. So what does it you
1: know? I don't know. Mechanically we're way different, but we get the same net result, which is like one out of every four balls will go straight for some reason.
0: <laughs> well, here's the thing, like my short game, like 100 yards in, I actually you give me an 8 iron, give me about 100 130 to 100 to 80 yards in, give me an 8 iron or a pitching wedge or 9, I actually it all, it goes straight pretty much every time for the most part on that. It's getting to that point. At that point I'm already five strokes like for yeah. some reason, I lost the ability. Whatever little ability I had to drive, yeah, left about five years ago and never returned. And mm-hmm. so, uh, but if you can get me, Same. you know, off of the green a little bit, a couple, you know, hundred yards, I, I, I can. Or
1: we need to play more together. Is I still enjoy it? It's not like a thing that I go. We got to do that every day, but every now and again, I'll be like, it's a nice day. It's, an, it's yeah. a way to enjoy nature a little bit too. You're like,
0: we're out here. There's trees. No, it's true. I do enjoy it. I enjoy and I enjoy hanging out with my friends and doing
1: it. You and I always have. A good I don't time. like it when there's a group behind me that's a better at golf, like uh, way better at golf. Which is any group. This is every time we play. So there's a group behind. So us if there's so if it's a nice day and it's leisurely and we kind of found a day where there's a lot of gaps between groups. and I'm right. like, oh, this is we can just enjoy ourselves being bad. That's fun. But if I feel like I'm holding someone up, then I start gripping and then it's bad. Yeah, it gets it, the wheels come off.
0: Yeah, and they yeah. I find often that I do better on the front nine than the back if I haven't played in a long time. What is that about? In
1: theory, when you come back... I do back, worse on the, on the back nine. I think 11 holes is the right amount for golf.
0: I guess you could quit as long as you paid for it. Yeah. And then we could just guesstimate the I rest of I want to pay them.
1: per hole like a prorated...
0: Doesn't that golf course in Old Hickory you go to or Lakeside... Lake, listen <laughs> in. We'll probably let you do that. They probably
1: though. would. They'd be like, yeah. hey, would you play? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like that too because there's not a lot of places to lose your ball there. No. Um, so, but to see that just feels like cheating. That's a to janky me. course,
1: but it's 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 fun because you it's like a dollar a hole yeah. or something. It's not you're not yeah. it's not a big investment. It gets me though. Occasionally, I'll be on in three. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: and still like triple par. Sorry, we triple bogey. We, triple triple par. par. What is <laughs> I've that? I've played
1: a long time. <laughs> <laughs> triple word score. That's Scrabble, John. I'll My like, so we almost played when I was in I was in Tampa. And we were thinking about going to play. Me and Curry, we're gonna play like a par three course. And then I was like, No, she doesn't want to do that. That's, she'd just be doing that for me. She goes and she would she would play. But I was like, Let's. It's night. It was like 75, 80 degrees. So we ended up doing a group on. We went uh, on a Segway tour. Oh yeah, of Saint Petersburg. Did. Yeah, it was a blast. Uh, and we didn't wreck. Yeah. I was kind of concerned because you know Segway, it's a it's a motorized vehicle
0: isn't it that you're not really used to it's basically to. a
1: hoverboard with a it's got a handle coming out handle, though handle yeah so you're a little bit more stable yeah and, and i think the i don't know the whole story but the creator of the Segway uh drove his off a cliff and died that's how he died no yeah it's a whole like ironic story wow. uh like he had this property that that's like when Dr. Atkins had a heart attack yeah, but yeah. he didn't die from that. But he did have congestive heart failure. Yeah. But I think I say in my show that he had a heart attack. Yeah. But uh, I think he died from a, a bump on the head. Actually, Dr. Atkins. Oh. Yeah, and that's how they found that he had congestive heart failure too. But. Wow. But he ended up dying from like a hematoma. Wow. There's, this is this show got took a dark turn. <laughs> but anyway, the Segway tour was cool, um, and it was just us. So that was kinda of fun. I and, thought it'd be like the 12, tour. Guide. And the tour guide. So I thought it'd be like twelve people. But he'd stop along the way and this is such and such. The is, Salvador Dali Museum is in Saint Petersburg. It's really so pretty, it's a really funky building, of course, because it's Salvador Dali. Most most of the cities in Florida are very old because of Spanish. Right. Summer,
0: and right? so there's
1: a lot of history. And this yeah. is a very art they appreciate their art a lot. So there's yeah. like three or four art museums that we, came, we drove past. Wow. We scooted past you I don't drove know what you passed
0: them and didn't even stop. No, we ahead.
1: stopped and we talked about them, and he okay. had a lot of info. He's, He's like, was inside,
0: inside there
1: is more art. Yeah. You're like, oh, wow. <laughs> oh uh, well, that sounds Interesting. Nice. Mm, keep moving. Yeah. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. But yeah, it was pretty fun. And then they, there's a mall there, this uh, shopping center. And then there's this outdoor patio area where it snows every 30 minutes from like 6 to 9 p.m. So it's like 80 degrees, but they have these machines that okay. spit out. That's making more it's, sense It's now. basically bubbles. It's like, Johnny, you went to Narnia. It's basically bubbles, but you. it looks like snow, and it's spitting these a little wow foam out. And you're like, oh, this is winter wonderland, but oh, it's wow. 80 degrees. Yeah. So we had fun. And now it makes me want to do it everywhere, because I was like, this, this is a great way to uh, learn about your city. So I've not done that in Nashville. We did a... We should do a segue tour. We did a staycation anniversary, I don't know...
0: That was a while. Tourist ago. in your
1: own town. Yeah, huh? we
0: did. We spent like three, four days. We picked out restaurants for months on end and got reservations. I can't believe you hadn't already done
1: that though. Just grow, You grew up in Nashville.
0: Well, you, man, let me tell you something. Nashville was not to me a cool place. Yeah. And part of that was is is we just didn't go downtown. I I wouldn't have just gone to Franklin. Yeah, like I would have gone downtown, or gone to Franklin. Like but it has you, changed
1: a ton too yeah, since you were born. Like
0: the year I graduated was the year uh, to, to leave town to go to Knoxville was the year that the Titans came to town, mm-hmm. and I think that the arrival of the Titans probably spearheaded a lot of the change. You know, because now you have a pro team, it changed. You, know, you put the stadium in, changed sort of the downtown area look, and now all the hotels for the events, and of course, you know now there's a new convention center they're building. I mean, guys, if you go to downtown Nashville. In any given moment, there's about 45 cranes that you can see with – you can like look across the skyline and see what they're building and what they're doing. It's pretty crazy. But – no, Nashville, when I came back in 2004, it was like, oh, my gosh, what a really, really cool place. So, yeah, we yeah. we we went and did that. But I love the state capitol. I've been there a bunch. I love uh, the farmer's market. I love Legislative Plaza, yeah. War Memorial Building right there. love them walking down the Judicial Plaza. Uh, Come visit Plaza. Nashville, you guys. Yeah, it's man. a great
1: place to be. It
0: really is a cool place. Lots of great
1: restaurants. No traffic? <laughs> no, none at all. Parking is cheap? It's so How do they easy do it? to find parking. How do they make parking I mean, they, so cheap? They
0: pass the savings on. Okay, I
1: found the truth. Uh a British businessman who bought the Segway company. Okay? Uh a year after he bought the company in 2010. So he bought the company in uh 2009 in 2010, he rode one of the scooters off a cliff and into a river near his Yorkshire estate. Wow. Yeah.
0: So it wasn't the creator. It was the guy. It was who the guy who had just acquired business. the company
1: and was like tooling around on one. And he had like a narrow path on his property is what I read. Wow. And he just kind of got off a little bit and he, he fell into a river. Wow. And died. That's really tragic. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Morals. Anyway, be
1: careful out there. guys. Yeah. Guys, you know. <laughs> Speaking hey, but, of segues, John. <laughs> yeah. I do have a
0: segue for us. Last episode, uh, we talked about Cindy Holland's cherries and she listened to the episode I think a lot of people, by the way, texted her wanting to have cherries. So she dropped this in my mailbox last night. And I'm, like, really grateful. And I'm actually going to open this bag, and I'm going to break keto. Oh, look at you. I am. For Cindy Holland, because I love her. This is a chocolate-covered cherry. This is a big sacrifice for you. This is. Like, I might gain five pounds, Miss Cindy, tomorrow by doing this. Mm -hmm. And then
1: um, you could take... I mean, I'm going to take some to curry because that's she'd oh, kill me if I didn't bring her home. They're so, they're so good. So here
0: we go on the air for Sydney Hall. and I'm doing this, and uh, this is where my health began to take a downward turn.
1: Mm. Into the mic. Don't get into the mic and do it. That's the I don't point. want
0: you to hear me chewing. Yeah, oh, It's so good. <laughs> chewing. It's like Christmas in my mouth.
1: It's so beautiful. So good. God bless us, everyone. Well, I'm going to uh, – I'll bring some to curry. Hopefully, there's enough in the bag left. Are you going to eat all those? No, man, I can't. Oh, I really will. Game. They're very rich. They are, but they're. She also brought some peanut butter balls. You oh, know, okay. I, I may did, try that for sure. I did have half of one of those last night. It's a rum never... in those. What's in those?
0: <laughs> no, just peanut butter, but it was. It's <laughs> very they're peanut rich. butter and
1: Jack Daniel's whiskey. <laughs>
0: Insane. Um, hey, so the Vols got into a ball game.
1: Yes, a and good one. A
0: little bit of an interesting turn there. Have you read up? I'm sure you've read up.
1: I knew that we were in a crappy bowl.
0: Well, let's not say that.
1: I knew that we were in a lesser bowl. Right.
0: It's considered to be a lesser tier bowl.
1: Against another middle of the road team. But what we wanted was a chance to prove ourselves against like a, a nine win team, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, you don't often get that. But, but that's what we got. But that's what we got. We ended up getting moved to a better bowl. So we're in the Gator Bowl mm-hmm. in Jacksonville. But we were, were originally going to be Music City, which is,
0: that's... Yeah.
1: Which was a pretty exciting, that's though, where you see, it, Johnny, we
0: live in Music City.
1: I know, but that's kind of where you put a team where you're like, we're not sure if they'll travel well, so let's put them in Nashville. Like, I think that there's some f- good faith there to put us in a Gator Bowl thinking the Vol fans will travel. And they
0: will. We were in the Gator Bowl, what, 2016, I think? Is the that, Tax Slayer. Is that when we beat... That was Butch Jones. Who was it we beat? Iowa. Iowa. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's when Josh Dobbs just went off. That's
1: great. He had a great game. Mm-hmm. Probably got him drafted.
0: Yeah, okay. it was his last game, and yeah. he killed it. Um, yeah, I was kind of excited about the possibility of going to the Music City Bowl.
1: Well, I asked you about going to the Jack Tax Slayer. Not Jack Slayer, but it's in Jacksonville. <laughs> Jack Slayer in Jacksonville. But you were like, well, it's going to be 75 degrees there and sunny. I actually have a riding trip that day i gotta to drive to knoxville this is so classic this is, this is kick-off. classic john
0: i can't help it i've been i have to when work when are we
1: gonna do a road trip this coming year
0: well then you asked me to go on one and you want to miss a sunday
1: let me say this though
0: you know i have another job that happens on sundays i don't know if you know about that maybe you heard of it oh no you haven't because you're never here to hear me oh, preach oh man you'll be here this sunday won't you
1: no oh okay well i'm, I'm not, in charleston i'm not speaking so i'm in charleston <laughs> um no but here's the thing john what about this? You can't ever miss a Sunday for me? You can't ever miss a Sunday on the road with me. Here's the A lot thing, of my trips are on weekends. And I hope
0: my boss is not listening.
1: You know he is. I have an excessive amount of
0: Sundays I'm missing in March. Let me say this to you. That is not on purpose. They happen to all just line up. One, I'm doing the marriage conference. Man. Another is spring break. Ugh. And I just found out another is a volleyball tournament that I got to drive my family to in Gatlinburg.
1: What are they paying you for here? <laughs>
0: I mean, that's more than I usually miss in a year. Although if Seth listens, he'll say I take vacations every. I, I'm way ahead of you, Seth. Way ahead of you. So, uh, I mean, if we had that voicemail thing, I know what he would leave right there.
1: Well, that's uh, the thing about the voicemail that makes it great too is we can pick and choose who we.
0: Right, or we can edit it. That's great. true. Like we can deep, make him say a, whatever we want. A deep fake. So, uh, but listen, I've I've done plenty of road trips with you that weren't over Sundays. Why can't you offer me one of those?
1: I don't have a lot of those. Coming up, I just don't. So you don't deserve the Sabbath is what you're saying. <laughs> I do, but maybe it's a different Sabbath than your Sabbath. What? Maybe day? I Sabbath on a Thursday.
0: Maybe you Sabbath on a different day every week. Maybe you Sabbath every day. <laughs> hey, oh, Maybe I'm line.
1: Sabbathing right now. <laughs> I don't know.
0: So w- it's an overnight to wear Indiana?
1: Uh, that would be, yeah. Uh, it's January 4th.
0: Do you realize... The only trips I ever go with you on are to Indiana. What if
1: I told you it the last was, three
0: trips I've been? What if to I told Indiana? you it was
1: a corporate event for John a John Deere dealership?
0: Now Seth really would go on that one. Yeah, that like, that would be. He'd be his like, dream. are they
1: paying you in John Deere
0: products? It'd be his dream. Come the answer you're going to is a, no. You're gonna get a
1: swag bag. A John Deere swag. It's just gonna have a a tiny like tractor getting, in it. Like just a sharpened blade. Yeah, the just one <laughs> like a file. <laughs> A spark plug? No, you
0: know, I would love it. In fact, we could drive. I actually got uh, a new car.
1: I know. Uh, it's not new, new. to you. It's, you, it's, you have to preface it. That's the thing. I it's a qualifying do. statement.
0: Sorry, it's 10 years old. If you old. got a
1: new car, what would be the big deal?
0: No big deal. I'm just telling you, it's not. It's not technically a new car. It's, it's a ten, terrible
1: investment to get a new car, but it's,
0: it's 10 years old. But it's an Acura TL, and I got a good deal on it. I had to drive to Tullahoma. What's the
1: TL stand for? I don't know. Tullahoma? I'm going to guess
0: Total Luxury. I don't know. Oh. That's what I've been thinking because it is Total Luxury. Like It it's is nice. a nice car. I got it, and it's got uh, 110,000 miles, which for an Acura, you know, is great. That's so, like
1: 30 on a like, Kia. Sh- Anywho. So so, it's, sorry uh, to the Kia owners. But I there. could
0: drive you yeah. in the Acura.
1: I would take you up on that. Yeah,
0: that'd be fun. Because I, I usually would... love driving anyway if we go. That's what I want to do. I want to drive. Because you
1: are you're you enjoy free. control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I
0: like to serve you. But, yes, I like being in control. <laughs> I like getting us there faster. That is a control thing.
1: Yeah. Well, I drive pretty fast. I drive faster
0: than you. Do
1: you? I don't know. How many tickets you got? Lately? Yeah. Not a lot. What do you mean lately? Last six weeks?
0: I'm I'm, I'm really jinxing this. I'm I'm on a pretty good streak. I haven't had a ticket in a long time. I
1: haven't either. I've been pulled over a few times. Oh, but you get out of them? I do. Oh, because you've got the carry thing. Uh, don't people that have the carry permit supposedly, say that, the, supposedly. That, the, that it lets people let them go? Because the cops are like, you're one of us. I just <laughs> <laughs> You keep packing.
0: Now, you go down there and pull somebody else over. Uh, no, I, I don't know. I usually pray when I get pulled over. Okay. Like, you know what? This like is, to the cop? Please! No, I just go, hey, this is my fault. And it was stupid. And okay. If, but in your grace, you'd let me not get this ticket. In your gr- Oh,
1: you say that to Not to the yeah. cop. Okay, not to the cop. No, no, no. I don't appeal. In, uh,
0: in your grace. You know, officer. No, I um, it, it just, you know, my wife's gotten some tickets. Yeah. But I have not. And, and I don't know. It's very. Somebody,
1: I have a, f- a female comedian friend, uh, Karen Mills, and she's hysterical. And she has a bit about that, about how she doesn't really consider herself a Southern belle. But when she she turns it on, when she gets pulled over by the cop, she's like, oh, officer, I didn't even see that stop sign back there. A big, strong man like yourself should understand. And then she's like, she goes, or she says, I don't even know what I'm going to do. And she goes, I still got a ticket. Them lady cops are mean. Like the whole thing. But anyway. um Yeah. But that, I would think Laura could turn on the southern bell. I think she could. Um or but, cry. You can cry. Yeah. If a guy cries, it's just oh, it's, it's not, not going to work, work out,
0: no, out No, no, no. no <laughs> but you no, no. can't do this. Well, Laura used to make fun of me. I used to pull the pastor card a little bit.
1: Oh. No, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Literal, I, I, a card that just said my, pastor. I on my way to
0: church, you know. Now, I have gotten pulled over because cops will camp out in, in your the parking lot yeah. because we're kind of in a in a zone there. So there have been times where I'm like, yeah, you know, I work right there at the church, you know, Pleasant Grove, you know, the one you've been sitting at. <laughs> <laughs> They're
1: like, we appreciate your service. They can't even yeah. sign here.
0: No, but they still give me ticket. I try not to use that ever. That, that feels like the new John says that feels that feels creepy. Like I don't want to benefit unduly
1: mm-hmm. from,
0: um, and then it may not work anyway. So now I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I just haven't got pulled over in a while, so I'm praying Man, that, that gonna, continues.
1: You're gonna mess it up now. Oh yeah, we're gonna probably got some cops like listening to the show. they right, like, right this now guy. they're setting
0: up a speed trap for me outside. Um, which is going to be interesting, because I should you be able see, to see it. Because
1: what you didn't say was, I don't speed anymore. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> what happened was, I stopped breaking the law, and things got better. You didn't say that. You just said, I don't get pulled. What you said is, I'm that evasive. Okay, I have... If a cop messes with me and my TL, no, he's going to get a piece of... He don't know what I got into this hood.
0: <laughs> no, I, I, here, here's how I think about right. it. There, there, I have ways of thinking about road travel. Part of that's being a bus driver. Oh, boy. Part of that's being... The safest
1: in... speed is with the flow of traffic. Part of that's being...
0: No, I don't believe that at all. What do you mean? No, 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 no. It's the bus travel. Yes, you have no choice usually anyway.
1: That's what I'm saying is... Safest... This is... idea that, like, if you just go... If you went the speed limit on the interstate, on the average interstate, you would get run over.
0: Listen, my philosophy of driving is wrapped up in this.
1: Talladega Nights. Being... If you're not first, <laughs> you're last.
0: This sounds like a Michael Scott. My philosophy is wrapped up. What i always say is to Mm -hmm. people around me Mm -hmm. is that always, always, in all situations, should you ever – I mean ever. I mean not when you – like he does that whole thing when he gets called in. I believe in – Distancing myself from other cars is the safest. And if sometimes that means pulling back, great. But usually it means getting ahead of them and putting space (laughs) between me.
1: 99 times out of 100, it means get around this loser. Well,
0: it's not about the loser. It's about if something was going to go wrong, I'm more likely because there are times something goes wrong. And if there's not a car around me, I can swerve. I can, you know, if, if there was a tire in the road coming around a, a corner. You're the
1: one leaving tires in the road by <laughs> peeling out around people But if probably. somebody's right
0: next to me, it's unsafe. Somebody riding in my blind spot is, I don't care if we're doing 30. Yeah. I look at you and go, you have no concept of how unsafe things are on the road. Your distance, it's not the speed that's the most dangerous. It's the distance between me and you. So that if one of us swerves or, or something happens, we have no choice but to hit each other. Yeah. So I stay comfortably between
1: 80 and 90 miles per hour <laughs> <laughs> so i'm to tell you a story
0: so this uh, th- wednesday night i had to leave after church uh i actually left a little before church ended i did a, a community group training and then i got on the road because i was going to crossville mm-hmm. stay with my in-laws at their new house so i could get up really early and be in knoxville for an eight thirty meeting on eastern time so it was, it was kind of I'm, I'm, I'm still tired from it dude i passed cookville i'm going up i'm gonna show you a picture. I'm sorry, uh, listeners. You can't see this, but I'm going to show Johnny. We'll tweet it so, out so you can hear uh, the gasps. And I come around a corner, Johnny. There's no cops. There's no other car stopped. There's just a tractor trailer, and big, huge flames are coming out of the windows.
1: Oh wow! Look at
0: that. Okay. And so I pull over uh-huh. about 200 yards ahead of him and get out because I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh! And I can I see the guy who I assume is the driver because mm-hmm. there's no other cars around up on a hill and not far enough away in my so I walked closer and tried to like I was yelling I'm like hey man you okay I could hear he's on the phone with somebody He was just watching the truck burn and dude, yeah. by the, before I got there by the time I got there like it was engulfed in flames and I still tried to say or you could see that at a, at a safe distance but wow. like the thing just went up and now I, I you know, don't
1: feel unsafe I did like the gas tank might
0: well I know that and that's my question. I was asking people today. Like, I know that diesel fuel has a lower flash point. You know, like it doesn't. It's not as as easily combustible as gasoline. Yeah, it's it's got a lot of pressure. I think related to it. I it? don't
1: know. I know it's dirtier. Yeah, it burns dirty. That's why they
0: right. That's why it's darker exhaust. Yeah. So, but here is what I know. It wasn't the tanks that were on fire. It was the truck itself, which means, in my mind, it's not reached the tanks yet. And, and I it don't. Could. Yeah, right. I don't want to. And it's going to. Like mm. this truck is now unless they put it out before engulfed in flames. So I called 911 first, got the yeah. cops on the way. And uh And in my mind, I'm thinking, I don't want to sit here with my faulty knowledge or accurate knowledge, either one, of diesel fuel tanks to discover whether or not I was right. So you floored it and got out of there. Well, no, I walked up and tried to yell to the guy, like, "Hey, man, you okay? You okay?" He's not even acknowledging me because he's on the phone. I could hear him though on the phone say, "I'm okay, just my truck." You know, so yeah. So I know he's all right. So this other gentleman pulled, uh, an, an older gentleman stops, and we're standing there talking. Kind of walking back towards the cars because we know the cops are coming now. Mm-hmm. And he's obviously okay, and I'm not going to get any. There's no reason for me to get closer, you know. And all of a sudden, I hear pow, 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 pow. The dude had a gun in the in the truck, and it's setting off the ammo. We, we we're like, what is that noise? He's like, man, I bet she's got a gun. And sure enough, so now I did feel pretty unsafe. Wow. And, and so I started getting my car, and sure enough, that guy goes, oh man, something just hit me in the foot like a ricochet. It didn't hurt him. He was like, I'm going to my car. But Something, I don't know if it hurt him or not. He was like, That something just I just felt something.
1: The truck <laughs> shot him in the foot. The
0: truck was shooting bullets at us, and so that's when I left. I was like, You know what? Okay, this is
1: like a superhero
0: origin story, isn't it crazy? Yeah, and from a there on out, hit you. And that's... I drove to the top of that ridge, and from there on out,
1: Johnny, <laughs> I was I could see bullets, I don't know. I'm <laughs> but anyway, that's man, that's that's quite a story. But if I would have been going
0: faster, Johnny, the moral of the story is mm-hmm. if I would have been going faster, none of that would have happened. I would have – I don't know why. that. You wouldn't <laughs> have that great story. Remember, I used to have that little that little cliche like it's hard to pick up hitchhikers in the fast lane. Oh. You ever wanted to help somebody, but you were going so fast in the far end lane you can't get over? Yeah. And then now you're like a mile down the road from them. You're like, well – and Johnny, That's, isn't that true of life? Isn't it – listener, isn't that true of life? We're
1: in – do you remember the blue? You remember the blue car that I had, the Plymouth Valari, nineteen seventy-eight Plymouth Valari. That car caught on fire. Were you there when that happened? No. It would always have a hard time starting. It's the car that I would start. We always we talked about this before, where you have inside jokes in your marriage that are you. They're funny things you say every time, and it's funny to you every yeah. time, yeah. and you just say it. You don't. You don't even. It's not even a thing. Like whenever we go back to a hotel room after we've been out. Like we stay in the hotel room a whole day and we go back, we're staying a second night. We walk back in the room and every time there's just stuff everywhere. And I go, someone's ransacked our room every time I say that. But the truth is we've ransacked the room. And it's always funny to me and it's never makes my wife laugh, but it's funny to me. Right. And And it's funny that she doesn't laugh too. Yeah. It's funny that she doesn't laugh. My car was like that because we'd start the car, 1978 Velari. I mean, I got it for $500 or whatever. We'd we be on the way to drive, drop my wife off at work, and then take myself to work. We'd start. It's one of those cars where you needed to let it warm up, and we never had time because we're always late. Mm-hmm. We've made married three years. We're just running late for work. Start the car, rev it a couple of times, put it in reverse. As I'm backing up, it dies. So now the car's just of its own inertia backing around, and I'm just kind of steering it. And mm-hmm. I look at my wife every morning, and I'd go, "Man, this thing's running quieter now." <laughs> every time it would make me laugh, and I would smirk at it, and she'd be like, "Johnny." stop it <laughs> but that car uh, two stories with that car one it caught on fire and that's mm. what was the death of the car and it it was wasn't start one time and it was the old like you have the little screw the little um, wing nut and you pick up the lid of the whatever the the carburetor yeah they had the ring yeah it uh, had the air filter it had the
0: filter on the top yeah
1: yeah and so the the fuel injections right there so well, if his
0: carburetor, not fuel. Carburetor, but yeah, yeah.
1: you could pour fuel into the right, carburetor, right, right. and they would kind of help if you needed, you know. Yeah. Not too much. It was, much. It it flood was flooded. It. Well, that's what happened. Yeah. It burped because <laughs> I put a little, and I heard this, <laughs> it coughed and burst into flames. Oh, my gosh. So now the thing is on fire, and there was like a little, I was at a friend's house, and he had this little dog dish of water out in his yard. And I went and grabbed it and poured it onto this gas flame, mm. which made it burst higher into flames because that's not what you do when there's a right. – yeah. You know, uh, if you're playing along at home. So the, I just had to sit there and watch it, all you the hoses like, and everything melted and oh. the wiring, and, and that was the death of that car. And
0: immediately you're thinking, if I don't put this out in 30 seconds, it's going to do more damage than the car. Than I should
1: was. have ran inside and got some like salt from the Or dug a or hole some. and thrown the dirt on it. I don't know what you do. <laughs> But anyway, the other story about that car was I'd had it like six months and the horn didn't work. And for some reason I was like, I want the horn to work on this car. Uh, I don't know why it was important to me, but we went and got like a relay was what was wrong with it. Like a little fuse relay and we replaced it. And now the horn, oh, this is cool. I got my horn working. And then that that night, night, it froze uh, in uh, Knoxville where we lived. And I was in my little apartment. We were on the second floor. And I heard this... (laughs) And I finally was like, what is going on outside? It was like two in the morning. I was like, what is happening outside? And then I opened the blinds and realized, it's it's my car. car. (laughs) And the horn is frozen in the stuck on position somehow because of that relay, because of the cold. So I ran outside and in my sock feet and pajamas, and I can't get... So I realized the door is frozen shut. (laughs) I can't get in because I was going to pull that relay out. So then I decided I'm going to just try to get... I can see the horn speaker behind the plastic grill. So I was just going to reach in and try to unplug it. It's like a little stereo speaker. I couldn't reach it because my big fat fingers, my sausage fingers. So I kind of just like smack it to try to see if it'll shut off. And the grill shattered like glass. (laughs) And what's funny about that is... I ever, whenever I saw a Plymouth Valari uh, out on the road after that, I, every one of those grills was shattered. <laughs> you could just see straight through to the radiator. Oh I was gosh. like, I wonder if they have similar stories behind their grills well, shattered. How
0: many did you see on the highway that were running? Not many. Not many. Seventy-eight Valaris <laughs> <not a, laughs> It That was a year I was bored.
1: It was a boxy blue uh, car, man. It wasn't. But, I remember. Yeah. But it was $500, $600. Was, you know, we drove There's a couple of
0: things you do in the car that we can't talk about in the air. I do remember. And then I remember uh, one of the things I always loved was is we'd get food in the front seat, yeah. and you'd take the wrapper, and you'd and just throw this in the trash, and you just throw it <laughs> in the back away. seat. Yeah. yeah. I still do that all the time. Especially <laughs> I'm just in Laura's throw car. In the trash. I'm going to go and throw this in the trash. So you know what, listener? We hope that you don't, you don't throw, throw us, us and, in the trash. Man, that's a heck of a segue. way. <laughs> <laughs> it has been fun uh, hanging out with you again today. We ask you to share it, leave some reviews. Uh, uh, we do feel like that our live stream was pretty successful. We're probably going to do that again uh, in, the, in the new year. Um, but we hope that you're preparing for some fun holidays. Maybe, you've, uh, maybe you're behind because you've been working so hard. You're going to have a few days off. You catch up on the catalog. This is episode 90, I believe. Mm. Don't quote me on that, listener, but I think it's 90. Uh, We'll find out. No one
1: cares except us.
0: We'll find out on Monday. But it means a lot that you've uh, hung with us this long and that you guys keep uh, sending us comments and sharing with your friends and everything. So follow Johnny and all of his socials, and you can follow me as well. You can also find our uh, Facebook page, our Talk About That podcast Facebook page. A lot of new things that we're planning. Uh, don't forget, you can. one of the new things that is up and, and running right now is Patreon. You know what? For Christmas, what a great gift would be to go in and become a patron at our Patreon page. Just go to patreon.com, and you can look up, talk about that. And uh, we also send out a link on our socials as well uh, to, to be a part of supporting what we do. We're not going to make any money off of this. We just want to put more people on the team to help you reach more listeners. So if you'd like to be part of reaching more listeners, we'd love to, to have you share that journey with us. So Otherwise, we look forward to uh, talking about more things of faith and humor and fun uh, next time.